What's going on? Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows Podcast. And I'm back. My name is Tyler Platt, and I'm finally back on a Wednesday episode that used to be such a staple for me before my basketball season got going. But I'm finally back for a Wednesday episode, and oh, does it feel so, so good to be back here. I'll be taking you through our Week 13 preview here on Wednesday, November 30th. If you're looking to find us on social handle, on social pages, anywhere like that, I'll give you them right here. You can find us on Twitter at FFFellas. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Plath, which is right there. You can find Lucas at Lucas Wenzel, and you can find Cameron at Camlaw317. You can find us on Instagram at the FFFellas, and on TikTok, YouTube, anywhere else that you get your podcast, you can find us at the Fantasy Football Fellas. And hey, if you're watching on YouTube, howdy. Good to see you. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, you should be. And not only subscribed, you should also have that little bell on to be notified of when we post. We post shorts daily. We post our uh, podcast Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. You get notified every single time we post. So if you like our content, go ahead and drop us a, a, a subscribe. Give this video a like too if you want to because I know that's what all the trendy YouTubers say. But with that, with that, last uh, last little social plug that I can give you. If you are looking for a community of league winners and you're wanting to become a league winner yourself, our chalkboard page is the perfect spot for you to be in. It is a community full of league winners. So you're, you're going to be fitting right in. If you want to be a league winner, you're going to be joining a whole bunch of league winners. And our chalkboard page is hosted by us, the fellas, where you get even more content that you don't get to see on our social pages. You get weekly positional rankings. You get uh, up to 12 waiver suggestions a week. You get starts and sits. You get player prop advice. You get trade advice. Everything you need to be a league winner is in that chalkboard page. So, Go ahead and join our chalkboard page. You can find the link to our chalkboard page on any of our uh, links in our bios of any of our social pages. I guess with that, we're just going to get right into this thing because we got a doozy of a week with the Cardinals on a bye week. Everyone else, and I'm, I'm forgetting which other team it is, and I feel like a stooge because I should probably know that, but... With that, we're just going to move on to our news and notes. Uh, in, in news and notes, again, these are just headlines that we notice that are important to us, that should be important to you as well, to just continue to keep track on. And our news and notes is always brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper, the number one fantasy platform in the world with over 4 million users. It's where me, Cam, and Lucas have the majority of our leagues. And I know if, if you're a returning listener, you know that Lucas has mentioned quite a few times it is the space where Cameron comes in and humbles me and Lucas pretty quick. But that's about to change. That is going to change, I should say. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but you can check out Sleeper with the link in the description of this video. And again, we, we love Sleeper. Um, it is our favorite fantasy app out there. Can't recommend it enough. So... News and notes. Uh, first piece of news, Odell Beckham Jr. is set to visit the char- or the Giants, sorry, not the Chargers, the Giants, today when you're hearing this on Thursday. From there, he is planning on heading out to Buffalo to visit the Bills on Friday and the Cowboys then on Monday. So this list has now narrowed down to the Giants, the Bills, and the Cowboys. And if you had, you know, if you ask me who I think he's actually going to end up with, I think it's really, be, I think it's really the Bills or the Cowboys. And I, as a fellow NFC 
supporter of the Minnesota Vikings. I really, really hope that he chooses the Bills, but it's going to be our luck that he's going to choose the Cowboys because that's just Vikings luck. So um, that's important to know if you've got him on your roster or if he's available on near waivers. It's intriguing that he's looking at the Bills and Cowboys because those are two very good teams, but it remains to be seen how productive and how uh, involved he is once he gets signed because he's still recovering from his ACL injury. Um, But it may be worth stashing just because, again, it is Odell Beckham Jr. Next piece of news we got is that Najee Harris, who left Monday's game with an abdominal injury, he had some further tests. He he has escapes, excuse me, a major abdominal injury, but it is still up in the air for this week if he will go or not. But that's the good news is that nothing major happened. And if he misses any time, it's likely one week, which is great because he's kind of started to turn things around. So if you are an Najee Harris manager, just pay attention. If you don't have Jalen uh, Warren on your roster as a handcuff, please go add him. Do yourself the favor of adding him because if Najee can't go, it is Jalen Warren season. So uh, next piece of news, we got Dallas Goddard. It came out today that he hopes to return in week 15. And like, yeah, that's kind of like the fourth week, right? Because he added IR and yes, you, you would hope to return by that week. Um, it would be nice if he did return though, because that is right at the beginning of uh, majority of leagues is fantasy playoffs. Um, and he's been great this year before his injury. So the sooner that he can return, I think the more happy a lot of, uh, fantasy managers will be, especially again, based on the, the, uh, the production he's had this year, Justin Fields was limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, last time I read up on it, it's an AC joint thing in his non-throwing shoulder. So that does kind of affect things running. Um, But we've seen quarterbacks try to play through those, i.e. Baker Mayfield. And in no way am I saying that Justin Fields is Baker Mayfield, uh, but it traditionally just does not favor quarterbacks. Um, So, you know, he's always going to be a rushing threat, but we've got to tamper expectations just a little bit because of this injury. Uh, Doug Peterson feels good about Travis Etienne's status for week 13 and Etienne, even after their game against Baltimore uh, said that he's going to be good to go. So it feels like all signs point to Etienne playing this weekend. Darnell Mooney and Kyle Pitts were placed on IR and are out for the remainder of the season by their respective teams. Let me rephrase that. Cause that was a horrible sentence. Darnell Mooney and Kyle Pitts were both placed on IR by their respective teams and are now out for the season. Um, we, we knew this about Pitts, um, I'm, which really isn't a surprise. Um, but this doesn't really um, change any kind of, you know, feelings that I've got for any other Falcons players, to be quite honest just because it's Marcus Mariota playing quarterback. And that's, that's a, that's tough. Cause then you've got a guy like Drake London who should be doing better, but he has not been doing great. And then for Darnell Moody, there's really no one on the bears. And it's really just been the Justin Fields show with a sprinkle of David Montgomery. Uh, maybe Chase Claypool gets an uptick in usage just because there's no more. I mean, Darnell Moody is now out of the picture, but they are not on good enough teams for the healthy pieces that are left to become fantasy relevant, in my opinion. And they can prove me wrong, but I, that's just the inclination that I get. Um, Aaron Rodgers plans on playing this week after receiving good news about his abdominal rib injury, whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> I can't say that I'm, not surprised. I, I, I'm not surprised by this at all. He's got Chicago this week. Of course he's playing. Of course he's playing. 
Um, and they're and they're not eliminated from the playoffs just yet. And he's he's come out and said like, as long as we have a shot, I want to play. So um, again, that I take the man for you know take the the man and his word. As long as they've got a shot, he's going to be playing. So last piece of news here: Josh Jacobs is not expected to practice much if at all this week due to a calf string he picked up in the game against the Seahawks. Um, yeah, that sinks because <laughs> he's got the Chargers this week and the Chargers have not really done great against running backs this year. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on the, the Raiders a little bit more in the, in the preview for that matchup. Um, but if he can't go, it does not look great for the Raiders. So those are all of our news and notes uh, for Tuesday for Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, brought to you again by our friends over at Sleeper. You can check them out with a link in the description of this video. Again, we can't we can't express just how much we love and enjoy using Sleeper. It is the fantasy manager's best friend can't recommend it enough so on to the week 13 matchup starting with our thursday night game against i shouldn't say against with the bills going up against the patriots that's better buffalo's favored by three and a half in this game um yeah buffalo should take care of business here um you're starting your usuals you're starting josh allen Starting Stefan Diggs. I'm not really starting anyone else, so um, I need to see another performance like last week from Isaiah McKenzie to really consider him down the road. I'm not starting Gabe Davis against this Patriots defense. I'm not starting Devin Singletary either after what they held Delvin, uh, Delvin Cook to um, on Thanksgiving. So, again, for the Bills, it's just Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. For the Patriots, you got to still start Ramondre Stevenson. And the Bills, again, have not really been the greatest against the run, so that's a little bit of a favorable matchup there. Um, Jacoby Myers, though, I find to be a sneaky flex this week. Um, Buffalo is allowing the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the year, and they're in- including the most over the last four weeks. Um, that's That's intriguing to me. Um, and like I said, he's a sneaky flex. You're not really going to think of him right away, but he kind of sneaks in there as that like borderline top 30, top 35 kind of option. And if you're in a 12 man league, wide receivers one through 12 are your wide receiver ones, 13 through 24, are your wide receiver twos, 25 through 36 are your flex wide receivers. So Jacoby Myers kind of slips right into that 30 to 35 range for me. And there's some intrigue just with the matchup. Like I said, I think the Bills take care of business there. Um, we could see a big game from Diggs and Allen, and, I mean, that would not be anything out of the ordinary. So on to our Sunday slate of games, starting with our noon games with the Steelers traveling to Atlanta. And the Falcons are one-point dogs at home. Um, for the Steelers, we referred to Najee Harris with his abdominal injury. Uh, if he goes, he's starting. Uh, if he isn't playing, Jalen Warren becomes extremely enticing. And he probably should be starting in fantasy lineups at that point. Uh, George Pickens, he sneaks into the, into flex territory for me. Kind of that like Jacoby Myers uh, kind of range, you could say. Deontay Johnson, he's a borderline low end flex, so he's closer to thirty five, or he's he's somewhere between that like thirty five to forty range for me. If you're in a deeper league, you kind of have to start Deontay at this point just with the matchup. But there has been nothing consistent with Deontay, so that's why he's just just barely outside of that top thirty six uh, wide receivers. Um, Pat Fryermuth, you're starting. He's been great as of late, and I don't expect that to change against Atlanta. Here's the metric, though, to to note, though, that Atlanta is allowing the fourth most fantasy points of wide receivers on the season. That boasts really well for George Pickens. 
You think it bodes well for Deontay Johnson. I'm going to lean more on Fryermuth. It feels like Fryermuth and Pickens are kind of the go-to guys before Deontay. And I know Deontay has gotten a whole bunch of targets this year. And if I'm not mistaken, he's top five in wide receiver targets this year. I don't know. I just think this game is going to favor Pickens and Fryermuth. So, um, for the Falcons, though, on the other side of the ball, I'm not sure there's anyone worth starting at this point from the Falcons. Not even Drake London, who has just an awesome matchup because the Steelers are allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers. But I don't think you can start him this week. He's been the wide receiver 55 since week three. And I know, and I think a lot of people are going to say, well, like, no, duh, like you shouldn't be starting him. But the point is that, again, you're going to see this matchup and you're going to go, no more Kyle Pitts. This should be a Drake London game. Can't trust Marcus Mariota. Just, we, you just, just can't. And because of that, I'm not even starting Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, none of them. I just, there's nothing there for me at all. So uh, I think the Steelers do come away with a win there. Um, especially in Najee Harris place. If he can't, then it gets interesting, but I'm going to lean the Steelers over the Falcons on that one. Next game we got is the Packers at the bears Packers are favored by four and a half points in this one. Um, I don't know if you can start Aaron Rodgers, uh just coming off of this kind of injury that he's got in this offense, just being the offense that it's been so far this year. Um, Aaron Jones, though, obviously you're starting him, but you should expect some good numbers from him this week as the Bears are top 12 in fantasy points allowed to running backs over the last four weeks. And pretty much that's a pretty consistent stat throughout the entire season from the Bears. Um, Lazard and Watson, um, they depend on Roger's status. And when I say his status, obviously, like, you know, he said he's going to play. But we got to pay attention to what comes out on Rodgers because if he isn't throwing the ball well, then Lazard and Watson are even more complicated to decide on then. Um, but as it stands, I think you could you could sneak or you could play them as flexes and like high end flexes. Um, Christian Watson's been a touchdown machine lately. Alan Lazard is still the wide receiver one in the offense. I've, like I said. If everything is okay with Rodgers, you can play those guys with no problem, in my opinion. For the Bears, though, Justin Fields plays like he should. Then, yes, I think you you have to play him just with what we've seen. David Montgomery, you bet you better play him. Green Bay is allowing the third most fantasy points the last four weeks, sixth most on the sixth most, excuse me, the entire season. You better be starting David Montgomery. Uh, and Cole Komet, then, I would also start this week just because Fields has to throw to somebody. He has to throw to somebody. Um, in this game, though, I'm going to take the Bears to cover the spread, but I'm going to say the Packers sneak this one out. Probably going to get burned by that one, but that's just how this season has gone. So <laughs> next thing we got is the Jaguars going to Detroit. Jacksonville's favored by one in this game. Let's go through the Jaguars real quick. Trevor Lawrence is a start this week, especially after what we saw against Baltimore. Uh, Detroit's allowing the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. It's a pretty easy start for me. Uh, ETN. Yes. Like, it, like we mentioned earlier, he should be good to go. Christian Kirk, though, Christian Kirk is my start of the week at wide receiver. Detroit's allowing the third most fantasy points of wide receivers and the most fantasy points from the slot. And I found that information from our friends over at the 33rd team with their tool, The Edge. Awesome, awesome tool. Highly recommend it. Yes, Christian Kirk is my start of the week at wide receiver. Lucas, Lucas, I'm looking right into the camera for this one. Lucas, when we're doing our start sit episode, I am doing, I'm taking Christian Kirk as my wide receiver and you can't 
do anything about it. Your penalty, if you do, you have to give me Saquon Barkley in your in our dynasty league. <laughs> Got him. Um, <laughs> let's look at the other Jags wide receiver, though, Zay Jones. Zay Jones is pretty intriguing this matchup for me as well. Um, after his big after his big week, I think he finishes wide receiver four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he's got two straight weeks with eight or more targets. And like I mentioned with Detroit, allowing the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Makes sense. It makes sense to start Zay Jones. So Zay Jones can kind of sneak in as a, as a flex. And maybe to put this into context, I think Zay Jones is a better play than Deontay Johnson this week. I could definitely come, that could definitely come back to bite me. Zay Jones has been hot, man. He's been hot. For the Lions, you got to start Jamal Williams if you haven't been already. Dude's a touchdown machine. Um, and, the, and, and I forgot to mention this too, but the point total for this game is 51 and a half. Vegas is expecting just a shootout, high scoring game. Those will favor Jamal Williams if he can get, if this offense can get to the goal line because he is the goal line back. Um, DeAndre Swift, though, man, DeAndre Swift, this just hurts. This hurts the heart. He was, he was supposed to be that guy this year, but he just he can't stay healthy. And Jamal Williams is taking advantage of all that extra playing time, all that extra carries, and all that. So to be completely honest, DeAndre Swift is a low-end running back two at best at this point. I think DeAndre Swift falls outside of my top 25 running backs this week. And that just hurt. It hurts so bad. We were so in on DeAndre Swift when draft time was around. And this one just hurts. Let's let's pick it back up though on a more positive note. Amon Ra Brown or Amon Ra St. Brown though, he's a top twelve option this week. The Jaguars are allowing the twelfth most fantasy points to the position. Amon Ra St. Brown is a beast. This is going to be a a pretty big Amon Ra game, and uh, if anything, I should have said top ten option instead of top twelve. But again, we go basing it off of the twelve man league. 12 wide receivers are your wide receiver ones. I'll add that to that. Um, I'm going to take the Lions to win this one in a shootout. With this game being at Detroit, I think they come out with the victory in that one. Next game we got is the Commanders traveling to the Meadowlands to take on the Giants for the Commanders. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are both starts for me. Both of them make it over DeAndre Swift in my rankings, which will come out um, today. They actually come out today. So remember how I talked about chalk, uh, our chalkboard page? You can find our rankings over there. You should check them out. Um, the Giants are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to running backs the last four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson just on matchup this week. Terry McLaurin is probably a flex this week. The Giants have been fairly decent against wide receivers this year. Um, so I kind of put Terry as a high-end flex, that very low-end wide receiver too. So like Terry McLaurin is probably like right smack dab at like 25. Even if he's not at 25, he's at least a deviation or two <laughs> from that spot. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't start Curtis Samuel on this one. He's just had s- decreasing work since week nine. Like it's been very strange. The amount of receiving work he's had. That's just gone straight down since week nine. He's been getting carries, but nothing substantial enough to keep him in a lineup. That stinks because I, I, <sighs> I was a I was a, a Curtis Samuel truther and he was doing really well and then it just kind of stopped plateaued a bit and now we're on a on a downfall. So like I said, I wouldn't start Curtis Samuel this week. 
for the Giants, only player playing is Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones has some rushing intrigue, but I don't know if you can put him into your lineup this week. Um, Darius Slayton, I can't. Richie James, I can't. Like, literally the only player on the Giants is Saquon Barkley. So, um, I forgot to mention Washington's favored by two in this two points in this game. I'm going to take the commanders to beat the giants. Um, and the commanders then actually, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, if the commanders beat the giants. The commanders take over that seven spot in the playoffs. If they don't, if they don't have it already, something like that. There's something on the line here because it is a divisional matchup and they are one game apart from each other. Titans traveling to Philadelphia for our next noon game. Philadelphia is favored by five for the Titans. Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry only. Uh, The Eagles are allowing the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. They're averaging over 100 rushing yards per contest last four weeks, so that... That is music to this. That is music. No, sorry. I'm not even going to try that. I lost my brain, lost my thought on that one. Derrick Henry has a really good matchup this week, and he's going to make Philly pay. <laughs> I'm not starting any other pass catchers, though, for the Titans. Like, I'm not starting Burks, not starting Woods, not starting Tannehill this week. For the Eagles, though, you're obviously starting Jalen Hurts. You're going to start Devontae Smith. He's a flex, in my opinion. But here are the two players I want to talk about. A.J. Brown, let's start with him. Former Tennessee Titan. Taking on his former team. In his new home. Yeah, revenge game inbound. He's pushing top five, if not top five for me this week. I'm expecting a huge A.J. Brown game this week. Second player I want to talk about is Miles Sanders who he had himself a week against Green Bay. But I'm not expecting that to continue this week going up against Tennessee. Tennessee's rush, rushing defense is one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. Teams just don't can't really run on them. And yes, don't slash can't really run on them. So, um. I'm not starting Miles Sanders this week. He's still a bit. Let's give this some context again. I was talking about how DeAndre Swift is like a low end running back two at best at this point. I still like Miles Sanders a little bit more than DeAndre Swift, but Miles Sanders is not in my top 24 running backs this week because of his matchup. That could back. That could again. That could come back to bite me. But I. I that one. I feel pretty confident on just, again, Tennessee's rush defense is oh so good that if anything, the top, the I think the, the leading rusher in this game is actually going to be Jalen Hurts yet again. That's just me. Uh, I am going to take Philly to win this game. I don't know if, if they cover, but um, I think Philly sneaks this one out. But if they come out sluggish, they may not be able to keep up with Tennessee because Tennessee can keep an offense off the field because they can just run it with Derrick Henry everywhere. That one's an intriguing matchup to watch. Next game is the game that I don't really want to talk about at all. (laughs) It's the Broncos going to Baltimore. (laughs) Baltimore is favored by eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the Broncos, you're only starting Corlin Sutton, especially if Jerry Judy's out. If Jerry Judy's in, kind of he's that low. He's a very low end flex for me. He's a better play than Deontay Johnson. Um. Yeah, that like that's that's really about it for the Broncos. I'm not. You can't start Russ. Greg Dulcich, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. There's just nothing good going on with the Broncos. I wouldn't start. You're not starting Latavius Murray this week. Just not a good matchup. Um, 
and I guess the optimism for Corlin Sutton slash Jerry Judy is that Baltimore is all in the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers on the year. So th- again, there is a little bit of intrigue for the wide receivers, but everyone else, it's uh, pretty tough. For the Ravens, it's your usuals. Lamar Jackson, yes. Mark Andrews, yes. If there's no J.K. Dobbins, then yes on Gus Edwards. Denver's allowing the, ele- the 11th most rushing yards on the year. There's, there's only one way to beat this Denver defense, and it's by running the ball. So we could see a big rushing game from Lamar. Uh, Gus Edwards could probably find the end zone. Gus Edwards is a better play than Miles Sanders this week, in my opinion, because of the matchup. I'm going to take Baltimore to beat Denver. That one's pretty straightforward. We're getting into our final two uh, games at noon in week 13. First one, we're going to start with Browns and Texans, and this is the Deshaun Watson game. Here's what you should do with Browns players this week. I wouldn't start Deshaun Watson. Give yourself a week. I mean, what we saw in the preseason was very, very rusty. It was not good at all. I'm not going to use that as the main argument. That's a piece of it. But I would be shocked if Watson puts up a top 12 performance based on everything surrounding this game and the fact that Houston is actually allowing the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. And I know what you're probably thinking is like, wait, what? How? How? That defense is atrocious. It's because it is. It's because they're allowing the most fantasy points to running backs. Teams just run the ball on the Texans and they beat them. So give yourself a weekend to Sean Watson. Just watch this play out. Nick Chubb, he's going to have himself a game. Instant lock him in as your running back one on the week. Amari Cooper. Man, this one's tough. He's kind of right at that same spot as Terry McLaurin for me. If you're gonna not, if you're not gonna play Deshaun Watson, there is very little argument then that I can find for why you should also play Amari Cooper. Then Amari Cooper has been horrendous on the road. I'm not counting that Buffalo game because it was a neutral site. Amari is just not the same wide receiver on the road. I don't know if that's because of him or if that's because of scheme, but that's just how things are with the Browns for the Texans though. We could see a bit of a Damian Pierce resurgence this week, potentially just because Cleveland is allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs. So the Texans are one Cleveland is two. Um, other than that, there's no other Texan, no Brandon cooks, no Nico Collins, Kyle Allen should be starting again. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but even if Davis Mills plays, you're not starting him. Cleveland's favored by seven in this game. And to be completely honest, I think the Browns win, but I'm going to take the Texans to cover. I think the Texans come out a little fiery, wanting wanting to prove a point. I think that point could, uh, you know, shrink the margin of victory to, Four points, maybe three points. Last noon game we got here. We got the Jets traveling to my Minnesota Vikings. Start with the Jets. And this is going to be hard to talk through because I don't want to talk good about an opponent, but I, 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 I have to do what I must. Mike White is a streaming option this week. Let me say it again. Mike White is a streaming option this week. Minnesota is allowing the fifth most fantasy points of quarterbacks on the year. And just reading that stat, that just gives me this feeling of like Minnesota should win this game, but they won't. I don't know. 
let's just keep going. Uh, if Michael Carter plays, he's pushing top 25. He's kind of that low on running back two. The Vikings defense is kind of has been kind of shaky against running backs as of late. Um, so Michael Carter, if he plays, he's kind of he yeah pushing top 25. If he doesn't. Um, this was in our waiver video. Then Bam Knight should take the bulk of work with Ty Johnson. Then James Robinson was a healthy scratch, so who knows if he's playing? But um, yeah, if there's no Michael Carter, then it's Bam Knight, Ty Johnson. I'm not really starting either of those guys. Um, and again, just to repeat it, if Michael Carter does play, he's kind of pushing top 25, low end running back two for me. Garrett Wilson is a great start against a leaky Vikings secondary. Everyone knows how atrocious the Viking secondary is when it comes to fantasy. Um, and to be completely honest, Lucas, I gift you Garrett Wilson <laughs> as a start of the week, <laughs> because if it wasn't Christian Kirk for me, it would have been Garrett Wilson. So for the Vikings though, Kirk Cousins is borderline top 12 quarterback for me this week. Mike White, Kirk Cousins are literally going to be like right next to each other in my rankings. That's just how it's going to be. Um, obviously, you're going to start Dalvin Cook. I know it's not a great matchup, but you know what he's capable of. You have to play him. JJ, start. That's going to be a great matchup, by the way. Just from a football fan, JJ going up against Sauce Gardner. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> um, Last start then for the Vikings, TJ Hawkinson. Yes, TJ Hawkinson. Um, and not Adam Thielen because the Jets are allowing the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers on the year. So if it's not going to be Thielen, who's going to be the you know second piece to the puzzle of contribution in this game? It's going to be TJ Hawkinson. The fan in me says to take the Vikings, but I just, I, it's already written up in the headlines that Mike White, the savior of the Jets franchise, is going to walk into Minnesota and the Jets are going to take one from the Vikings. I'm not going to make a prediction on that game. <laughs> I hope you all understand why <laughs> I have to do what I must. All right, let's move on to our afternoon slate of games, starting with our 405 starts. First with the Seahawks and the Rams. Seahawks, I'm starting everyone. I'm starting everyone in this one. Starting Geno, starting Kenneth Walker, starting DK Metcalf, and starting Tyler Lockett. Uh, I saw a report. I don't know if this is true. Aaron Donald is out, and if he's not out, he's on the injury report. Um, if he doesn't play. That's great news for every Seahawk player, honestly. For the Rams, only player you're playing is Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams is now the running back one in this offense. He's outsnapped Cam Akers in two straight weeks. That's and, and with the Rams cutting Daryl Henderson, this backfield is going to belong to Kyron Williams. Um I'm not going to make a prediction on this game. I think Seattle wins. Seattle's favored by seven and a half. That's quite a bit of points for me, but again, it's the Rams with likely no Matt Stafford. I'm just going to say Seattle wins. <laughs> Our other 405 start is probably the game of the week, to be honest. If it's not, you know, if it's not Vikings Jets, which is a very sneaky one. And if it's not Titans Eagles, it's Dolphins Niners. Uh, San Francisco is favored by four, um, four points in this one. Let's go through the Dolphins quick. Tua is just like Kirk for me. He's that top twelve, borderline top twelve quarterback just because of the matchup. San Francisco's defense at home is just a different beast. You still have to start Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. But I wouldn't start either Finn's running back this week. I wouldn't start Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert. Niners defense are allowing the second fewest fantasy points of running backs on the year. It's pretty straightforward for me. 
for the Niners, you got to start the starters. You got to start McCaffrey. You got to start Debo. You got to start Ayuk, and you got to start Kittle. No matter the matchup, no matter how inconsistent it is, you have to start them because any one of them could boom any given week. One week it could be a CMC, another week it could be Kittle. That's just how this offense is going to go. They're just they're going to pick someone to be the guy, and that that guy will do the job. So you got to start all four of those guys. For this week, though, Jimmy is a, Jimmy Garoppolo is a start for me, and when I and I say that, I should probably say it like this: I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a better play this week than Tua and Kirk and Mike White for that matter, because I was hyping up Mike White. <laughs> Miami's allowing the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks the last four weeks and on the season. This just feels like a game that Jimmy and the Niners can just go crazy on. I'm going to start. I would start Jimmy this week. Um, I do think San Francisco wins this game. San Francisco has been on a hot streak lately. I don't see that slowing down here against Miami. Miami's good. Don't get me wrong. The Niners are just a different beast. Last afternoon game here, Chargers at the Vegas Raiders. Um, For the Chargers, you're going to start your usuals. Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen. If Mike Williams is back this week, you would play him as well. Gerald Everett may sneak into starting territory. Vegas is allowing the sixth most fantasy points to tight ends on the year. He could sneak into starting territory, and I wouldn't mind that at all. Um... For the Raiders, though, if Josh Jacobs, uh, if he plays, you got to play him. Got to. If he doesn't, I'm staying away from any running back on the Raiders. I don't want to deal with the the guessing game of like, well, who's going to get the majority of this? Who's going to get more playing time? All that stuff. I'm not going to, I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to mess with it. Because it could be Amir Abdullah. It could be Zamir White. It could be Brandon Bolden. But he picked up an injury. Who knows if he plays, right? Like, I don't want to deal with the headache. So if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, the only player starting then in a line, in a fantasy lineup from the Raiders is Devontae Adams. It's because he's Devontae Adams. That's all you need to know. This one is, is this uh, contest has the second highest point total at 50 and a half because it's what we saw at the end of last year. Chargers favored by one and a half. I'm going to take the Chargers in this one. I'm not going to say pretty easy, but I think the Chargers can actually get a pretty good hold of this game and kind of dictate how this game goes. So you can be the Chargers in that one. Final two games here of the Week 13 slate, starting with our Sunday night game between the Indianapolis Colts going to Jerry World to take on the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by 11 in this game. Yikes. For the Colts, the Cowboys haven't completely shut down rushing attacks, so JT is still a top 15 at least. Is still a top 15 option at least for me. There we go. That was a better sentence. Um, Other than that, though, I'm probably not playing any of them. Maybe. Maybe Pittman, but Pittman is coming in as a flex for me. The only reason I got is because he's the wide receiver one in that offense. And I don't even feel confident confident about like playing Pittman at all just because he's likely going to draw Trayvon Diggs. So maybe then there's some entry for Paris Campbell because the tension is just going to go to Pittman. I don't want to mess with it. I'm not going to mess with it. So... Pittman's a flex. JT's still a top 15 option at least. For the Cowboys, Dak is in that Jimmy G range for me in quarterbacks. So, yes, Dak over Kirk this week. Dak over Tua this week. Um, Zeke has to be in your lineups because he could fall into the end zone any given week, and I feel like this could be one of those weeks. Tony Pollard also should be in your lineup, so because this could be one of those e- highly efficient games for him where he can 
finished with 80 yards, 12 carries, 11 carries, something like that. Maybe he finds the end zone, and if he does, sweet, sweet. Um, C.D. Lamb, you have to start him. You can't take out Dalton Schultz out of your lineup at this point just because he's that number two option. You're starting pretty much every Dallas starter minus Michael Gallup, but <laughs> you get my point. Um, I think Dallas just runs riot here. I do. I think they just completely embarrass the Colts. Um, with that, let's just go into Monday Night Football then. Saints going to Tampa Bay. <clears throat> Tampa favored by three and a half. This is a very intriguing Monday Night Football game because we all know this Saints-Buccaneers rivalry is uh, pretty lively. <laughs> um, from a fantasy perspective, though, for the Saints, Olave is a flex. Alvin Kamara, you got to start because it is Alvin Kamara. Juwan Johnson is a sneaky streaming option for tight end this week, though. Tight end or Tampa is allowing the fourth most fancy points to tight ends on the year, on the year, and the sixth most over the past two weeks. That's pretty intriguing for Juwan Johnson uh, managers, including myself. <laughs> um, for the Bucks, though, if I'm completely honest. I'm not starting Mike Evans because he draws March on Lattimore. So maybe the best way to say it is this. <laughs> I shouldn't be so definitive about Mike Evans, but the way to the way, what I'm trying to say is if Marshawn Lattimore plays, because I know that he's dealt with injuries and I haven't been keeping track, you know, the best track of his recovery and all that kind of stuff. If Marshawn Lattimore plays, I'm not starting Mike Evans. <laughs> if Marshawn Lattimore doesn't play, then I'm starting Mike Evans. But the one Tampa Bay player that you should be starting this week, though, is Chris Godwin. Because Chris Godwin just absolutely feasts on the Saints every time they play. Every single time. For the running backs, though, for the Buccaneers, I'm not starting either of them. The matchup is in the greatest against the Saints, who the Saints just know how to play Tampa Bay. Lenny's potentially back two in this one. So I need to just see how this game goes to see how they use both Lenny and Rashad White. Because you would think Rashad White gets the bulk of work, but who knows? So you mix that with, again, this matchup against the Saints. Just give them the week. See how this plays out and... Make your decision from there. Those are all of the week 13 games. Let's just run through favorites real quick and who I picked to win. I got the Bills over the Patriots. I've got the Steelers over the Falcons. I've got the Bears over, no, 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 sorry, Packers over the Bears. I've got the Lions over the Jaguars. I've got the Commanders over the Giants. Eagles over the Titans. I've got the Ravens over the Broncos. Browns over the Texans. Give me the Vikings over the Jets because I'm just such a homer. Such a homer when it comes to pick weekly pickums. Give me the Seahawks over the Rams. Give me the Niners over the Dolphins. Give me the Chargers over the Raiders. Colts over Cowboys. Give me the Buccaneers over the Saints. Lastly, we want to finish up with some buy low, sell high candidates. If your trade deadline has not passed, I recognize that some leagues trade deadline has passed. But if your league, if your trade deadline has not passed in your league, here's one buy low option. Here's one sell high option for you. Your buy low option is Mr. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen has been the wide receiver 18 since coming back from his injury, but he hasn't finished inside of the top 20 in his two games. Use that as leverage <laughs> to buy low on Keenan Allen, okay? And it is it is it is a fact that both Chargers wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, do better in fantasy when they are both playing together than when one of them is out or and one of them is playing. Go buy low on Keenan Allen before he starts turning out these top fifteen finishes, because that's just how things 
operate with this Chargers offense. So Keenan Allen, buy low on him. Sell high option is James Conner. Okay. James Conner is currently on a buy, so it's going to be kind of hard to sell him. He did finish as a running back four this past Sunday, so maybe there is some possibility of trading him this week on his bye week. But if not, try to trade him next week. Top 10 finishes are going to be hard to come by for James Conner as he has the hardest remaining schedule for running backs rest of the year. It is not going to look pretty for the Cardinals, and it definitely won't for James Conner. Sell high after his running back four performance. Again, buy low candidate Keenan Allen and your sell high candidate James Conner. That wraps up another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. Again, it's been so good to be back on a Wednesday episode. It has been way too long. I'm Tyler Plath. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Plath. You can find Lucas at Lucas Wenzel. You can find Cameron at CamLaw317. You can find us, the Fantasy Football Fellas, on Twitter at FFFellas. You can find us on Instagram at the FFFellas. You can find us on TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, anywhere else that you get your podcasts at the Fantasy Football Fellas. And one last chalkboard plug. If you want to become a league winner, join our community of league winners where you get so much extra content that you don't see on our socials like weekly rankings, starts and sits, trade advice, player props, waiver suggestions, and so much more. Go ahead and join our chalkboard. You can find the link to that page on any of our social pages with the link in that bio. For me, for Ty, <laughs> running solo tonight on behalf of Lucas and Cameron, on behalf of the Fantasy Football Fellas, thanks for tuning in to another episode. We hope to see you on our Stardom Sidem episode coming out on Saturday. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. Deuces.